Welcome to the Maryland Baseball Network Podcast. Here's your host, Aaron Arnstein. Welcome into episode 88 of the Maryland Baseball Network Podcast, where I am joined with my former high school classmate and current Rutgers baseball beat writer for the Daily Targum, Josh Myers, to talk about the upcoming weekend series between the Turfs and Rutgers. Josh, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to happy to bring you on. So, uh, but you know, both teams are going into their second weekend of Big Ten play. A lot of people circled this series on their calendar in the Big Ten circles, with both teams being picked to finish top two in the conference in the preseason coaches poll. Uh, I think it's safe to say, though, both teams are not necessarily where they thought they'd be at this point in the season in terms of their win-loss Rutgers. Rutgers coming in 15-13 Maryland at 17-10. and uh, but you look at both these teams and, and and they haven't played easy schedules. And I think, you know, I, I saw something where I think all of Rutgers non-conference weekend games were against either NCAA tournament teams or teams that had 40 plus wins. So both teams have played really tough schedules. And, and when I look at the Rutgers schedule this season, you look at a series like UConn two weekends ago where they were two outs away from winning game one, two strikes away from winning game three. It seems like this team has had a lot of late losses this spring. Yeah, a lot of narrow defeats, and you mentioned it uh, against UConn, and 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 you mentioned it too that we had our uh, our first in conference, um, you know, series against Michigan State uh, last weekend. First game we we lost by it was a very narrow defeat, only lost by one run, three to two. Next game wasn't very, you know, it was ten four Michigan State wasn't we weren't really in that game, but then next game you know we won we won that uh we won the, the uh, series close against Michigan State ten to five so. Uh, much better performances there, and I mean the Rutgers, this baseball team. They started off three and seven to begin the year. After that, they won you know nine out of their last. Uh, they they won nine out of their next ten games. Um, unfortunately, after that, we got swept by UConn, and uh, we only won one against Michigan State. So, um, we did uh, we did also win today against Hofstra. It's a game we should have won. So we're coming with a a two game win streak now, and definitely a, an important series against Maryland for sure. And you mentioned that. So this uh, this podcast will be out tomorrow on Wednesday. So it will be today for everybody listening. But, uh, you know, you mentioned the big news coming on the banks is Coach Coach Steve Owens, head coach Steve Owens, a thousand career victory uh, on, on Tuesday versus Hofstra. Coach Rob Bond has said before, ever since Coach Owens came to Rutgers, it's been a lot harder for Maryland to recruit some of these New Jersey guys. How's the job that Coach Owens has done for this program over the past few years? Yeah, I mean, Steve Owens has, has has been phenomenal. You know, last year, this Rutgers baseball team was, I mean, they were robbed of, you know, a, a national tournament appearance would have been the first in like 15, in like a 15 or so, maybe maybe a little less years. And, and um, you know, they, obviously this team performed really well in the Big Ten tournament too. And, you know, he, he's just a great coach. He's, um, you know, he relates to the players. And I actually talked to him after that uh, win against Michigan State. You know, he um, he's a very uh, – you know, goal orient, goal orient, um, orientated coach, and and it's really, it's really good to see. Obviously, you know, the players were extremely excited for him. Um, in the uh, after the game today, when when he got his, uh, you know, one thousand victory, and um, it's it's really good when you know the players are are extremely happy for the coach in that situation, and and he's done he's done an incredible job with this team for sure. You mentioned, you know, the big story last year: program record forty four wins, one game away from winning the Big Ten tournament. And uh, in a lot of people's uh, minds, the biggest the biggest snub in the NCAA or from the NCAA tournament, including Maryland coach Rob Vaughn's. Uh, what was the sense around this team coming into the season? Did they think that they could repeat that 2022 success? 
Oh, for sure. And I, I feel like, I feel like even, even this year, you know, they felt like they've, a lot of talk around was that, that they are even, are an even better team than, than last year. You know, they added, um, they added a lot of players. They added Drew Conover, a really good pitcher. And, um, you know, it's definitely, definitely, it was a team that was, you know, out for revenge and, uh, you know, wanted to show that show, you know, the whole world that they were robbed by the committee. And you guys going to the hitting side of things now, you guys returned a lot of big names in your lineup, all Big Ten guys like Chris Brito, uh, Josh Crowder, Grouder, Evan Slight, uh, and of course, All-American Ryan Lasko. Has the offense performed to expectations so far? Uh, I would say so for sure. You know, this team, this team has, is batting, uh, you know, to, throughout the season, you know, that they batted 305, you know, with an OPS of 854. And like you mentioned, Evan Slight has been phenomenal lately against Michigan State in, in that in their first conference victory. He had two home runs. Uh, I, I talked to Evan, Evan after the game, an extremely humble guy, you know, focused on the team and the team success and not focused on his, on his success. And it's really working for him. Trevor Cohen, the freshman, he's batting 371 uh, eight, eight, with an 860 OPS. Obviously, Ryan Lasko is projected early round draft pick in the MLB. He's batting 292 with an 888 uh, OPS. And, you know, this team is just seems putting runs on the board. It's just, unfortunately, it's, it, there's some scenarios where, where the pitching has been struggling. Um, I mentioned Drew Conover. Um, he he had a better start. He had a better uh, pitching performance today, but he struggled with his commands um, last weekend. And um, uh, another player who has actually been better is Justin Sidibaldi for Rutgers. And um, it, it's been a lot of bullpen trouble, but I guess, you, I guess, with players like Ben Gorski uh, for Rutgers, who's been really good, you know, he and Jake Marshall combined for the first nine inning Rutgers no hitter since like the seventies. Um, those 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 guys are performing well, but I mean, definitely definitely got to tighten up a little bit on uh, with pitching. You know, that's why this team is is just over five hundred. If they if they you know tightened up on pitching, this team could definitely be over uh, over the five hundred mark that they are right now. And just going back quickly, you mentioned uh, Trevor Cohen, the freshman phenom. I have a little bit of familiarity with him. He was a uh... Uh, with the summer league baseball team I was broadcasting for last summer. And, you know, just, just being a freshman, he's really been a, a huge force in this Rutgers lineup. Was that projected from him or was that a bit of a surprise? Um, I don't think it was a surprise. I mean, I, coming in, he was a really good hitter. Um, you know, just, just put, putting the ball, putting the ball in play. And he has 22 RBIs. Doesn't, he's not, not really a home run hitter. And I think that was expected of him, but he has, he has driven in 22, you know, he's got 25 runs scored too. He has a uh, over over three seventy batting average, really good OPS. I mean, I, I, it was expected of him just to get on base, and he's doing that for sure. And then you touched on the pitching side, just looking at the stats, which doesn't always give the full picture. You now you guys rank top three in the conference in opponent average and strikeouts, but you you touched on the, the control issues. Uh, they lead they lead the uh, the Big Ten in walks by a sizable margin. Ha- have control issues been a problem for this team this season? Definitely for sure. And, and like I said, with Conover, he had in his start against Michigan State, definitely want to perform much better against your in-conference opponents and out-of-conference opponents. And Conover, he uh, threw four innings, he allowed six walks and three hits. That's a that's a OPS of over, over over two already. And and or not an OPS, a uh, a whip of over uh, 200 of, of over two point zero zero already. So, um yeah, I mean, ideally you want to whip, you know, in the one in the one to one point twenty range, and unfortunately, Rutgers has a a one point fifty one whip combined this year. Um, definitely walks have definitely been an issue, as you mentioned, and 
Uh, you, you can't, you just can't let these free passes because, you know, basically get loaded more opportunities for the opponents to drive in those runs. And you mentioned Drew Conover. Who are some of the other pitchers to look out for this weekend? Yeah, I mentioned um, Justin Sinabaldi and uh, Jake Marshall. Um, they, they both have just over four, uh, four, um, 4.0, 4.00 ERAs. And um, I, I, that's still a solid number, especially in college ball, I think. Um, Sam Portnoy and um, Christian Coppola are, are other names to um, to watch. Uh, Coppola could, could potentially start. Uh, he's actually started five out of his uh, five appearances. And Sam Portnoy um, came up big in um, – a couple games last week. Uh, he, he's a he's a relief pitcher to watch. I think Sam Portnoy. He's from Voorhees, right? Yes. So uh, yeah, he went, he to, went to the same high school as us too. <laughs> yes, he went to the same high school. So um, he he's uh he's he's been doing he's been doing well lately. Um, Garrett French. He 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 had a, a good outing on Sunday. Um, unfortunately, he does he does have an over five ERA. But I mean, I feel like any pitcher can can really you know find their stride in in any of these games. You know, just gotta keep those walks down to a minimum. And going back to the starting rotation, can you just give us a rundown on on who Rutgers weekend starters are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? I, I I'm not sure if um it has been announced yet, but I would not be surprised to see, like I said, guys like Cinebaldi, maybe Drew Conover. I mean, he pitched Tuesday. That's five days rest there, or more than five days rest. Uh, Christian Capola could definitely start, and um, uh, there could be like a bullpen day, maybe perhaps, but uh, we'll see. Um. I think we'll I'll know more we'll know more about who's starting uh, as the weekend gets closer. And in in games past and weeks past, have we seen Rutgers have a lot put out a lot of those those bullpen days, or is that something that they that they haven't done much of this season? Um, I mean, our our, our starting pitchers have gone recently. have gone like three to five innings. So I guess after that, you would have like like three to four. Uh, or I mean, ideally, you would want three um pitchers to pitch. Um, like you, I really want two or three pitchers to pitch those four or five odd innings. Uh, so it really depends on how the starting pitcher performs. I would definitely say. Mm-hmm. And collectively, what's been the key to success at the plate and on the mound this season for the Scarlet Knights? On the mound, I mean, I, I said it before, but uh, the key to success is definitely not letting those free passes go. Like I said, Drew Conover, he had trouble with his command. You know, he's a, he was a pitcher coming in that that. I feel like Rutgers expected a lot from him because you know he's 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 one of probably our probably um a, a pitching prospect that could potentially be in the MLB if not just the minors or something like that. So um definitely keeping the walks to a minimum um is is definitely a key for this team for sure. And I, I mean batting wise, I mean this team has really performed well. Um, Slight Cohen. Uh, Cameron Love, Jordan Sweeney, Ryan Lasko, uh, Josh Cota, Grower, those guys are, are guys to watch. And I didn't even mention Chris Chris Brito, who's uh has a two two uh twenty five batting average, and um he he's definitely guys to watch. This 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 lineup can make a pop, you know, any game, and um that's definitely something I would I would say Maryland has to watch out for. And you mentioned yeah, Chris Brito had an excellent season last year, has struggled at the plate. Uh, can you pinpoint some of his struggles? You know, what, what's, what's been the uh, issue for him at the plate this season? Well, I mean, he still has an OPS that's just under eight, just under 800. So, I mean, that, that's still, that's still, that's still good. But, um, uh, I mean, the strikeouts have been high, you know, 24 strikeouts and, um, he has had some fielding difficulties, but besides that, I mean, he's still, he's still a really good hitter. He's, he's uh, tied second with Ryan Lasko for home runs on the team. He's a, 
he's a home run threat and he's always going to be a home run threat. That's probably his bread and butter. So um, I honestly, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he hit, if he hit a home run or, or two home runs in the series against Maryland. And, and you talked about defensively, Brito has had some struggles as a team overall. Has, has this team been above average defensively, below average? What's your what's your take on that? I mean, yeah, I mean, they've been they've been they've been solid in the in the field for sure. Um, against Michigan, Michigan State, actually, uh, last series, I noticed that they had a lot of trouble, at least in the Sunday game. Uh, the outfielders had trouble with the bounce at Baton Field and uh, Piscataway. Uh, which is very interesting to watch, but um, Rutgers is more acclimated with that field, and and we had our first game against St. Joe's at home, um, and we we we've played I think five or six home games now, maybe seven. Um, I mean, they're I mean they're solid in the field, you know. Um, I I didn't notice any I didn't notice any errors or any um you know miss any or too many misplays against Michigan State for sure. Um, and and that's definitely it's definitely key to obviously keep the errors to a low when you play an in conference foe. And it's interesting because I don't know how much of this will be uh, coming to play this weekend, but College Park is a wind tunnel. There is a, the gusts uh, very often around 10, 15 miles per hour, and it can really be tough for some of the outfielders. Now, Maryland, the outfield, they have, they've adjusted to it just because that's their home park. But it should be interesting to see if that plays a factor this weekend. Um, yeah, it, I guess it depends how the wind blows there. I'm not, I don't know. I've, I've, I've never been to College Park. But is it a nice stadium? Uh, yeah, I mean, when you say nice stadium, it's it's. Is it I a field? Would say it's probably the oldest, uh, the oldest uh, park, Big Ten park. Uh, okay. it, it's it's definitely not as modern as some of these other ones. I think you can compare Bain Field and and and, uh, and Bob Turtleson Stadium kind of at the bottom rung, the bottom tier of the Big yeah. Ten stadiums. You know, both are going through improvements. I know Bain Field they had some. New improvements over the off. They finally, they finally added those lights. We yeah. finally have a night game. I think, I think that's that's being hyped up around campus here. Finally, gonna have a night game under the lights. Yeah. So you know, they uh, Bob Turtlesmith Stadium has one one women's one men's bathroom. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely not a state of the art facility like some of these other places. Um, but you know, they hosted the regional last season, which was kind of the big question to some after the end of the regular season. Or are they going to have the capacity? to be able to host a regional just because, you know, they don't have that many seats, maybe 2000 or so. Uh, they have no outfield seats. Uh, you know, how is that going to play? But they were able to make it done. They were able to get it done. Uh, so that was a, that was a big positive for the program, but yeah, I'd say facilities wise, it's, it's definitely not up there. And, but that's something that coach Vaughn and, and the team embraces when they're, uh, when they're talking to recruits. Yeah. Uh, you look at the, uh, where the team's at now compared to, compared to the expectations coming into the season, what's the sense around the team now? Again, you know, we mentioned only two games over 500. Maybe they were expecting to be a, a bit better than where they are now. What's the sense around the team right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a tough start to the season going three and seven. And 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 after, you know, those those first 10 games, they won nine out of their, you know, next uh, 10 games. So that, that was great. And unfortunately, yeah, we, we did – we. Uh, the the Rutgers baseball team did drop three and get got swept to against UConn some but some narrow narrow losses, um and 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 they they did lose two out of three against Michigan State at home. Ideally, you would want to win two, um two of those three instead of dropping two. So, um I mean I feel like expectations that are you know a little hindered a little bit. Definitely definitely expected this team to be at this point in the season be more games over five hundred, but they are still over five hundred. You know. 
six and two at home, eight and nine away record. Um, and, and go, going away too. Um, again is it's gonna be a very important se- uh important series for Rutgers for sure. And um, I from a Rutgers standpoint, I mean yeah, for, I mean for any standpoint, you ideally want to win two out of the three games, especially on the road. You know, in in in, in another team's stadium on another team's field. Uh, so I, it's definitely an important series for Rutgers and. They're riding high too, you know, with Steve Owens um, winning his one thousandth game and Evan Slight on a roll, and uh, you know a lot of other a lot of other batters doing well this season. I definitely definitely expect them to make an impact on um, with the bats. It's just the question is whether you know the the arms can you know limit the walks and and limit the guys on base. I think it's going to be similar to uh, to Maryland right now as we speak. The Terps are uh, trailing William and Mary, which is a bit of a surprise. Now, William and Mary, they're they're a good squad, but you know the Terps were expected to win this one. The pitching has been a, a bit of a bit of trouble, uh, a bit of a hindrance this season for them. Uh, the hitting's been there, or the pitching's the pitching's been the tr- uh, been the problem, but the hitting's been there. So I think we can probably expect uh, a lot of offensive fireworks this weekend, per usual, uh, down in College Park. Now, I wanted to ask you, have there been any positive or negative surprises this season for this team? Anything that surprised you? Well, I mean, Trevor Cohen, definitely, it didn't surprise me, but it was definitely a highlight a highlight for sure. Start of the season, he won two Freshman of the Week awards. Started off really well. He's still doing really well. Uh, I mean, I, I not, not, no, no, don't know if there's any surprises, but um, a lot of, definitely a lot of good performance in the batter's box for sure. Um, I, I, maybe I, I, Maybe I, I did expect Drew Conover, you know, he was highly touted coming to Rutgers to uh, perform a little better, but I mean, he still has time, he still has time to get that going. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does get that going. He's, he's a really good pitcher. Just got to figure out the command. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of the uh, hitters doing well have, you know, cement, cemented their names at, uh, you know, at Rutgers. So no surprises there, but um, Yeah. And if you had to pick one thing, what's been this team's calling card this season? And uh, are there any other weaknesses that we that we haven't mentioned? Of course, you mentioned you know, the lack of control from from Rutgers' arms. Any other weaknesses? And what's this team's calling card, in your opinion? Not sure about the weaknesses. It's that definitely just just pitching. I mean, I mean, I, I emphasize pitching definitely um, is has been something has been a key factor in, in dropping these games, especially these narrow games. You know, we have a, we have a lot of you know. Uh, a lot of like one to two to three run uh, games that that just get away from us. So uh, I, I would say, on the other hand, that our resilience, our resilience is um, definitely a huge factor. Talked to Evan Slight after the Michigan State game after his big performance. He mentioned that this team is is insanely is is ridiculously resilient. And uh, obviously, obviously, you, you got to gain you know this this persistence and to be better and to be successful, especially it, when you didn't get the national rec- recognition last year and. Um, I would say definitely this team's resilience is, is their calling card for sure. And from what you've seen from this team this season, what would you say is their ceiling? Uh I mean, I I would say uh fifteen. I uh, hopefully 15, 15 more conference wins. I'm, I don't know if that's doable. Not sure if that is doable, but this. I mean, this this team is. Is you know on paper was supposed to be really good, but definitely much better than they are. Definitely much better than they uh were last year. Haven't shown it, but their ceiling is high. I mean, they can they can definitely make noise in the Big Ten tournament for sure. Um, got to perform a little bit better to get a spot in the national tournament, but um, I definitely think this team can. Um, perhaps they honestly could win more than fifteen games, but but we'll see.
So uh, let's end on this. In case our fans want to check out more Rutgers baseball coverage, where can they find you at on social media? Yeah, so um, I'm on I'm on Twitter, very active on Twitter at uh, capital J uh, Josh, capital C, and then capital M Myers. So at Josh Josh C Myers, spelled M E Y E R S. So I'm very active on Twitter. Um, I've been been I'm a beat writer for the Daily Target, which is the student newspaper at Rutgers. A lot of fun, and um, can't wait to cover more Rutgers uh, big games, especially especially like I mentioned, there's gonna be some night games, so that's gonna be exciting and. And the conference schedule um, is is in bloom for Rutgers, so it's, it's going to be very exciting to cover cover all of that. So we'll see you uh, here in College Park this weekend. Are you coming down? I am not coming down. I'm not okay. I, okay. Okay. No, I'm not coming down, but I will be paying close attention. Uh, and fingers crossed. Hopefully, this team can get uh, you know two two wins out of three. I mean, a sweep would be great, but you know, we'll see. Well, Josh, thank you so much for, for sitting down with me, and uh, good luck this weekend. It sh- should be a fun one down here in College Park. All right. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks for having me on.